0: get in the bathosphere, baby
1: <laughs> vroom is that what the is that the <laughs> s- sound they make I don't remember
0: <laughs> I don't really remember what sound it makes either somewhere
2: beyond the sea
0: And welcome to There's Always a Lighthouse, a Bioshock retrospective. This is an Uppercut podcast, uh, one of our Patreon-produced, limited-run shows. Uh, My name is Ty, and I use they-them pronouns, and I am joined by a very special guest who I will uh, introduce Hello!
1: Hey! uh, I'm Funke, I use they-them pronouns, and uh, I'm a freelance writer and content maker and streamer person.
0: I was watching um, your Piku Niku video earlier, <laughs> um, and when you kicked the spider, it was very funny. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. 10 out of 10 I, content. Um,
1: I, I originally was going to walk by the spider, and then everyone was like, kick the spider, kick the spider. And I'm like, okay, I'll kick it. And that's how you solve the puzzle. I never would have expected that.
0: It was so funny. I was like, I was just scrolling through cause I was like, you know, like trying to get, I like to listen to people's voices before I talk to them just so like oh, it's not yes. weird. Yes. Um, and so I was like, all right, I know, I know that Funke like streams. Let me just like watch some of their clips. Um, and I watched that one. I was like, I was like, kicks the spider. What the fuck? And I watched it. (laughs) And you were like, oh, that solved it. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I, my highlights are very literal. Like Last of Us 2, I I saw Weed and I was like, Stoner Ellie. Um, Stoner Ellie Alert. (laughs) That was my (laughs) title for it.
0: God. Um, but yeah, so... We're here to be, uh, not cishet white dude critics, uh, from over 10 years ago talking about Bioshock.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, we're gonna do, we're gonna do, each episode is gonna be one game, so this one is about the first Bioshock, and then next time we'll be talking about Bioshock 2, and then Bioshock Infinite, which will be same thing. (laughs) Um, we spoke a little
1: bit about that one. I'm uh, quite excited to dig into the content. Thing.
0: Yeah, that, I'm, I'm very looking forward to that one. Um, but, okay, so I guess, like, to get started, funky. like, what was your background with Bioshock? Like, did you play it when it first came out, or, like, tell me, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, um, so I, I had a friend who was super into, like, horror movies and stuff. Like, his dad was a special effects guy. Um, So he always had, like, scary shit in his basement. and would be like, come watch this movie or, like, play this game. And Bioshock was one of those games. Um, Mm -hmm. So I never played through the first one by myself. It was all me watching my friend play because I was like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. I I, I couldn't imagine anything scarier, like, being trapped underwater Mm -hmm. with all these whack people. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, it was just...
4: (laughs) That's a good way of describing them, <laughs>
1: right? I mean, I I don't know. It was it was really interesting seeing the whole. I mean, a lot of it went over my head, and I was just like, "Ooh, cool power!" Like when I was younger. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was really interesting playing through it. It kept me scared the whole time, and I don't know. It was it was interesting diving back into it with uh with kind of more of a critical eye, uh, and really like taking my time and looking around the environments because. My friend really just like played for the for the gunplay and the powers. But this mm. is a game I, I really like taking my time in and, and walking through and picking up stuff and seeing where where it's supposed to be, I guess.
0: Yeah. I so I played this like COD in like twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Mm. Um because I had like gotten I'd fallen out of games pretty hard and then like in college when I had my own place and stuff I was starting to get into them again more and so I played like god I played Heavy Rain and I played Bioshock and I played L.A. Noir. Those
1: are capital Um, G games.
0: (laughs) Yeah I was like I have to get my gamer education (laughs) uh but yeah so I didn't I played it I was also had a really hard time with it because we were talking about this earlier but yeah like games that have scary environments really freak me out mm-hmm. um so like honestly games like bioshock and even like dragon age origins like the uh fucking deep roads and like any of the parts where the spiders jump out at you at night <laughs> yeah i found that to be more scary than like most of the other horror games i've played I, i'm so um, glad
1: you're saying this like i'm i'm a scaredy cat too like i couldn't play bloodborne because I, s- I was just like no
0: such a no. It has such bad vibes. It does.
1: It's creepy.
0: That's why I I like Sekiro because the vibes are so much less. Scary. We're on the
1: same wavelength here. Like, yes.
0: Fuck yeah. That's the game.
1: Um surveillance. So yeah.
0: It's Yeah. And so like I, I did I did end up finishing it by myself, but I played a lot of it with my friend. Um it's so funny, like I had this friend in college who's like this six foot six, like super waspy white dude mm-hmm. um who like has changed dramatically as a person it's very funny did Bioshock um, but he was cause like,
1: that change? N-
0: no I think it was just like hanging out with me and like then meeting more like queer people and stuff and being like huh
1: <laughs> life can be different and also
0: just like being in college and like you know being like a liberal arts major and being like ah yeah oppressive systems are a thing <laughs> yes um and like but yeah he like he was with me when i played the last of us which is also terrible vibes Mm -hmm. game um and then he was with me when i played by most of bioshock and like most of bioshock infinite i never played two i played like the beginning i
1: also missed out on two dropped
0: it hell yeah this is see we are on such a fucking (laughs) wave seriously But, um yeah, so I was always really scared of it, Um, but I enjoyed it because I like scary shit. I'm a fan of horror. I'm just, like, my fucking horrible anxiety disorder makes it very hard for me to consume yeah. it, but I like it a lot. Um, And so I enjoyed my time with it, but I was disappointed because, like, when I had first kind of read up on it before we started playing it, I understood, like, oh, it's going to be about, like, the a- Ayn Rand bullshit or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, it is about that, but also the ending is, like, so fucking fangless, and even back then, when I, like, didn't really have the language for what I was feeling, like, it just kind of, like, like, the ending is not a condemnation of Andrew Ryan or Rapture. Mm. Like, it's at most a condemnation of, like, Fontaine's greed, and it's just, it's fucking ridiculous, because, like, all of this happened because of Andrew Ryan's fucking Ayn Rand bullshit. Yeah.
1: I, the- Ending, I really, I really honestly thought it ended when uh, Andrew Ryan, like, bashed my head in with a golf ball. Or, sorry, ba- yeah. like, when I bashed his head in. Um, but I was like, it, it kept going. I kind of forgot that it was all about, like, Fontaine and his, like, weird lust for power mm-hmm. and stuff. Which, I don't know, I felt like the game was already over for me. Like, after waking up in, with, with all the uh, little sisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. It just kept
3: going with that.
0: Yeah, also, like, I guess we're just getting into it yeah, now. Yeah, like, I guess we're just digging in. <laughs> no, it's, I started it. But, like, I just, like, Fontaine's motivations also just get so erratic at the end. Because, like, okay, so, like, coming clean time, I ended up just watching the rest of it via cutscenes, because I couldn't bring myself to get through it, because I just reviewed The Last of Us, um, which is also a very stressful environmental game, so I was like, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I didn't end up getting it on my Switch so I could play it from the comfort of my bed, which did help, Mm. but, uh, and it's how I'm gonna play the rest of them, but uh, yeah, fucking, so I just watched it, and like watching that ending, um, I watched it again today, and like, The man goes from, like, I'm gonna rule Rapture and I'm gonna murder you and fucking Tenenbaum and then I'll have the city all to myself, to then him being like, fuck you, let me escape and, like, you guys can have the city, to then being like, this city is bullshit. Like, within, like, five minutes of ranting, and it's like, sir, what do you want? Like, what is (laughs) happening?
1: It it feels very off the rails then. And I feel like the game was super on the rails for the whole time. Like it's like leading you through all these mm-hmm. ways, ways and, and, and paths and a lot of people talking to you over a microphone. But he, I guess once you escape uh, the, or sorry, Tenenbaum's place and you're walking over through the apartments, I feel like he's talking and he seems just stressed and all over the place from the start. Like he's like, mm-hmm. he's like saying those like um, code words or whatever to make your heart move different. Uh, and he's just like frantic doesn't feel like there's anything behind that it just feels like he's he doesn't know how to act and he's just like doing things
0: yeah I feel like he's supposed to like they're trying to make it seem like he's losing it in this like last moments but like it's just so all over the place in a way that's not like good characterization it's just kind of like bad writing um and it's yeah it's just confusing and I remember when I played it the first time I also hated that section because I was like It's so fucking long, just, like, having to go Mm -hmm. from lab to lab to be a fucking big daddy. And then also, like, all Ted and Mom does, and I didn't remember this until watching it today, but, like, all Ted and Mom does is talk shit about big daddies. And it's like, (laughs) ma'am, why do you hate (laughs) them? They
1: Big daddies are kind of just nice people. Like, like, they take care of your children
0: that you allegedly care for. I don't understand.
1: Maybe she's jealous of that. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, Tenenbaum is an interesting character because I, uh, I don't know. She didn't seem too nice, and her, a lot of her audio logs. I was like, what? Who is this person? Yeah. And then you actually like meet her. I, I was surprised that she was in the game. I thought she was just like a lost figure.
0: Yeah, the people who end up being actually in the game and like. Honestly, the the side characters in this game are really wild. And I think that's why I ended up liking it, despite it being so fucking stupid, is just because, like, Rapture, like, is a world. Like, they're... Yes. They have established, like, all of these characters, like, towards the end, you find out about, like, the journalist who's, like, trying to, um, get to Andrew Ryan, um, or not... She's not even a journalist. She's, like... She makes, like, women's shoes or something.
1: Oh, yeah, and she's, yeah, and she's just, like, found out this, like, whole conspiracy and was just gonna confront him about yeah, it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's, like, and, like, you don't, like, and it sucks, because on the one hand, it's, like, I wish that we had had that kind of character, like, introduced earlier. Um, because mm-hmm. honestly, that's another thing for me. The pacing of this game is a fucking mess, especially if you yeah. watch it without any gameplay or, like, very little gameplay. It is so not good. Um, uh-huh. it is very choppy so- and bad. Um but i yeah go ahead
1: oh sorry i i I hear what you're saying like with the with the environments and stuff um earlier like it goes for that aesthetic and i think it nails it Mm -hmm. too like moment to moment feels creepy Mm -hmm. um and i don't know i there there there's some points where i was like genuinely scared to progress uh because the next area looked scary um but i feel like it was super focused on the combat like showing off all the guns
0: which is funny because the guns are like not very good that's what i'm saying that's not the strong
1: part of the game for me like the 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 gunplay and a lot of the the narrative elements felt like heavy-handed and on the nose like rapture is the place yeah um but (laughs) i don't know i would have enjoyed a version seeing more of those stories like seeing more about that journalist and stuff and if, if exploration was more of a focal point because mm-hmm. I think that's in there. It's just like very buried.
0: Yeah, honestly, they should have had. Uh, they should have had a brain blast and looked into the future and heard about Outlast, <laughs> and they should have been like, "Let's have an investigative journalist going to Rapture instead of a fucking Andrew Ryan brain slave clone, S-
1: superhuman man." Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Honestly, I just fixed I- Bioshock. Bioshock is ninety percent better just with that one change
1: it 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 is like I, I don't know, like it, it rapture is an underwater snow globe of capitalist failure, and it's super interesting, and I think the game wants you to examine the world with the camera a bit, but that's only really for stat buffs and like what, one mandatory mission, mm-hmm. like story mission. And also that
0: story missions uh, fucking weird.:
1: <laughs> Yeah, take the picture of the body
0: well, uh, also I don't well know. okay, I actually like the take the picture of the body uh mission because i love sander cohen um i Mm. stand sander cohen um why because he's such a fucking weirdo he is um i tweeted today and not enough people liked it because people are fucking plebs um
1: oh was it a bioshock yeah i
0: tweeted sander cohen walked so the painter could run um (laughs) (laughs) stop
1: i'm dead And
0: like no one the only interaction i got with it was one person being like what the fuck and i was like i'm just shit posting about scary artists from video games and they were like no i get that but like what game is the painter from and i was like fuck dude really
1: bioshock 2 he shows up in bioshock 2
4: i was like it's fucking layers of fear god
0: Um, um but yeah, I just um I love that mission because it's just like I feel like Sandra Cohen is like the only really realized villain, honestly. Because like mm-hmm. Fontaine is Atlas at first, right? And then so so you yeah. get used to him being Atlas, and then he's like this completely different dude. Um oh, but also what I was gonna say is going back to my Outlast thing, so I have read the Bioshock prequel book. Because I'm stupid. Oh, um,
1: I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. What What is that all about? So
0: it's, like, about Andrew Ryan building Rapture. And then it's about, like, Fontaine trying to get down there. Um. So hmm. Fontaine is, like, always the villain from before this even started. Like, the quote-unquote villain, even though, like, Andrew Ryan is obviously a shithead.
3: Yes, um,
0: he is. And then, like, so it's, yeah, it's about, like, Andrew Ryan, like, hiring this, like, working-class Joe architect guy and, like... Bootstraps it and all that shit with those two and then like them building this city and shit. Um and like in that it 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 talks about how like like people don't know about Rapture. Like it's a secret thing. It's like a no like it's like a no-fly zone, but in the ocean. Um and it's like not common knowledge. And then like in Bioshock, like the Bioshock 2 ARG like reveals that like People think that, like, every all of, like, the millionaires and artists and shit who left, like, got abducted by aliens? Like, no one knows what happened to uh, these people. What? Like, it's truly, like, a like a conspiracy that, like, they, they don't know what happened. Um,
2: oh, wow. So, like,
0: I feel like it would make so much more sense for a journalist to be trying to uncover this shit and see what happened yes. to fucking Andrew Ryan than just this random fucking super soldier boy.
1: That I literally wrote a note. I wish Jack wasn't as proficient at shooting guns. Like I wish he was more. <laughs> like I wish he was better at just surviving and documenting stuff. Like
0: yeah, walking
1: through the world. Uh, and just, well, like, and especially,
0: at- there's like there's like a ridiculous fucking Su Chong uh, audio log where he's talking about Jack as a baby, and he's like, oh yeah, like he's he he's like. A year old and already has the like physique of a nineteen-year-old. <laughs> what? And it's like, what? what is this?
1: What does that mean? He's fully it's... built like a nineteen-year-old.
0: Yeah, no. I guess. So he's just like this super soldier man who his brain has been all like fucking messed around with like silly putty and like.
1: That's the boss, baby. That's who that... <laughs> That's who he is
0: jack bioshock is the boss baby (laughs) he is i didn't know jack ryan
1: (laughs) Ryan. i i didn't know he grew that quickly um in the lab or whatever
0: yeah that's like the thing with this too is like this time like between playing it myself again and like the um the like cutscene movie i watched it was like i i made sure to like focus really heavily on the audio logs and like Mm -hmm. Holy shit, the audio logs reveal how much more of a fucked up game this is.
1: Yeah. I actually... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I I jumped in here and I was like, oh my god, the game with all the audio logs. Here we go, I'm gonna hop in. Because I I don't know, audio logs for me have been tainted by just like so many other games trying it and, and not hitting the same way, but going back into this and actually picking up the audio logs and listening... And like not moving around too much and just like standing still and being like, what is this person's story? Uh, I really liked all of those mini stories a lot. Um, And I liked how they were set up. Also, you could see bodies and like, I don't know, rooms set up in a way that were described also in the audio log. So it's like, oh, this is uh, this is what happened to these people. Like someone lost their their daughter or whatever. I remember a family and they were just in a room like cradled together. And they're like, I hope she comes back. Um, but she's a little sister now. I don't think she's coming back. And it was just like mm-hmm. there's skeletons there. I thought those stories were pretty, pretty sweet. Um, and I wish there were more of that uh, than, than a lot of the combat parts. Because, I don't know, a lot of it I was like, oh, I know there's going to be people here. I'm going to have to shoot them to progress the story. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of splicers here. Um, but I really liked the audio logs. Those, those stood out to me. They did it well.
0: Yeah, I like the content of the audio logs, but, like, the ones that are from, like, regular people and not, like... Because, like, the scientist ones and, like, the art ones I get, because, like, they're taking notes and being eccentric and shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, when they're just from random everyday people, I'm like, why did you do this?
1: <laughs> I I remember, okay, I during the first areas, like, they advertised those things.
3: Like, mm-hmm. there's a big,
1: like, buy one of these audio logs and... Talk to your friends, leave a message. And I thought that was yeah. really cool, because I, I don't know, it kind of made it make more sense in my head being like, okay, that's why these things are everywhere. Like, yeah, this there's like a, a cell lot of phone. that
0: in this, actually, um, which I, I didn't notice the first time I played it, because um, like, I didn't notice, like, you know, like, when you first get into the water and like, get into the city and like, there's a guy talking to Atlas and they're like, he's trying to meet you before he gets murdered by the spider slicer or whatever. Yes. Um I totally like did not catch that the first time. Um cuz it actually honestly helped with like I had always wondered like how the fuck is Atlas like keeping track of you? Like he has a radio. Yeah. Um and like there are the security cameras or whatever, but you have to hack them for them to not shoot you in the face. So <laughs> I assumed they weren't like on Atlas's side. Um but he clearly has some kind of surveillance network because he fucking knows like the instant you get Everything.
1: There. He knows so much. He's like, all right, perfect. Like you're here. Then click on yeah. this button that I see.
0: What a wild plan. Mm-hmm. Like What a truly bonkers (laughs) thing to do. um. Because, I mean, like, the actual core, like, story of Bioshock is, like, Andrew Ryan is like, fuck this, I'm going under the ocean to live my Ayn Rand fucking fantasy, and I'm going to take all these, like, artists and scientists who want to be able to do shit with no ethics... Um, and then, like, Frank Fontaine sneaks in there, and he's, like, a con man, and basically, like, ends up posing as a champion for the poor, and then leads the poor in a revolt against Andrew Ryan on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and, like, kind of wins, but doesn't really? I don't know, it's still weird. Yeah. There's and a- then, yeah, and then they're just fighting over this leaking fucking underwater city.
1: And I don't know if they notice but it it's not good there. It's No. no that's nothing the thing. is good.
0: It's it's like like especially there's the part where like Andrew Ryan is like a hundred Adam to whoever catches the parasite and it's like, bro, why do you fucking care?
3: Uh-huh.
0: Like, I get why the splicers care because they're addicted to Adam, which I still don't really get the difference between like Adam and Eve and like how the splicer addiction thing works, but whatever we can get into that later or not at all or whatever (laughs) i don't know um but like it's just like dude like especially there's multiple times where he's like yelling at you over the pa or whatever and he's like you're not gonna win and like he thinks you're like a cia agent or like a kgb agent and it's like my dude like
1: why this doesn't affect you yeah he he reminds me of like when super rich people log on to Twitter and, like, get in an argument, like, with, like, someone with, like, just not a- a- any amount of money near them, like, dude, just log <laughs> off, like, you're in a mansion, bro, why are you mad? Like, just let me yeah. walk around Rapture and do my thing.
0: Also, like, sir, the, the tunnels are collapsing, bro, like, the- this is not gonna stay functional. Yeah.
1: An underwater city should not be leaking. I think that's number one on the list of <laughs> Well,
0: because There's like an audio log when you go to the frozen area when you're trying to find the like fucked up plastic surgeon guy and there's like an audio log from one of the engineers who's like, don't you fucking let the pipes freeze because if it leaks, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile in this game, it's just like smash cut to every tunnel you've walked <laughs> through leaking. Yeah and i'm like okay so how do you like because like i feel like the game like at the end is like oh no all of a sudden the city's gonna go under and it's like were you not implying that that was gonna be the case the whole time Mm -hmm. because like you hinted very heavily at it
1: yeah it it never felt like things were gonna go right in this game um like from the from the first second with the first splicer literally killing the guy helping you um and also, Atlas's family, or sorry, Fontaine's, what, what happened there with the submarine that got blown up? Was that actually Fontaine's family? Or?
0: No. Because there's a line that he has later on where he's like, I really got you with the whole family thing. Like, I should get oh a real one because it works on saps. Oh um, so I gosh. think it was like, he like faked it.
1: I was actually sad for a second.
0: <laughs> I was like, no. No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> he has no redeeming qualities.
1: Damn, that guy's actually just the worst con, man. I hate him.
0: Yeah. Also, like, there's he has one voice line too that it's like, it's I've been doing this for this is twelve years of work. I can't give up on a con on a long con like that. Yeah. And I was like, you can and should.
1: <laughs> it does. He doesn't seem to want to be torturing you by the end of it, but it is like he uses that amount of years as an excuse for it.
0: Why? Yeah, also he's, like, guilt-tripping you? Like, he's like, you only found out the truth because I brought you here. And it's like, bro, that's not, like, a good thing. (laughs) That's not, like, a a bonus of this adventure. Like, honestly, I wish I knew none of this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Send me back to the imaginary farm, dog. Like, (laughs) this is not better.
3: Seriously. Um... Okay, we I I
1: didn't know just about big daddies quickly. Um mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. The game wants them to be terrifying, but they they aren't that scary. Like
2: they
1: They're really one of the least scary parts of this game because I'm like, okay, one of the one things that isn't going to kill me immediately when I see it. Like I can walk around this figure. Um
0: Yeah, also you can get the plasma that like hypnotizes them. So like you don't even have to kill them. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. But actually, the game kind of wants you to kill them, right? Like at at the yeah. end of each stage, it's like, "Hey, you didn't kill all the big daddies. Don't you want some, them? It's like I yeah I, I do. I don't want the game to be harder than me or for for me, but like I also don't really want to kill these guys. They're not aggressive. Yeah, those they're dudes not... are just
0: vibing.
1: <laughs> they're truly
0: just vibing there. Like Ugh. they're just like trying to take care of these little girls from like these fucking scary ass people.
1: Yeah. Ugh, I can't imagine like actually walking down there. That the it just seems so horrible of a place to live. I that dude,
0: I would have just died. immediately. right. right? I would have just let that first slicer fucking end me.
1: <laughs> well, game over. Cause yeah, I, I just everything Jack did to push on. I I just can't imagine anyone doing that. Like no. I mean, I guess you. it
0: was because he was being mind controlled, but like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, can we talk about the whole. Like, this game is so revolutionary because it critiques the player shit, because, like, that's bullshit, right? Like,
1: I, I just didn't feel that at all. No! It is, I said it before, before, but, like, it's so on the rails, like, you're, I didn't really feel, like, too, too much choice of anything. And I mean, it makes sense. Well,
0: and like, that's the point, right? Is like, it's supposed to be like, ooh, video games, like take away your agency. So the only way is to like not play them. But also it's like, Ken Levine, why did you make a video game then? (laughs) And then why did you continue making video games? That seems odd, (laughs) sir.
1: Yeah, like what point are you really making, I guess?
0: Yeah, that's why I don't like that. I don't like that critique or like that trope in general, anyway, because, like, I feel like it's always just, like, you're a bad person for consuming this, and I'm yeah. like, okay, but you made it. I Yeah, so. I'm rolling my
1: eyes, like, okay, and, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, like, you made this thing and then put it out to be commercially consumed, so, like, hmm, I don't know that you have a leg to stand on.
1: Mm-hmm. Check and mate. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly.
0: Yeah, so... I'm just, like, very activated about that criticism because of recent uh, Last of Us 2 discourse. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that, like, most games that people say do that, either do that very poorly or, like, don't actually do that.
1: Yeah. How did, did, I, I, there's been so much Last of Us 2 criticism, I haven't been able to keep up with all of it. But people are saying that it, it kind of says, don't, don't play or, like, you're the bad guy for playing. Is that what it's doing?
0: That is what certain folks have pitched. Huh. I think that's bullshit. Because I think there's a difference between being like, you're a bad person for choosing to kill people, even though we're forcing you to. And like, just having characterization that proves that like, the enemies that you're killing are like, people in the world. Yeah. Also, like, so many people were like, oh, yeah, like, the the individual names. It's like, bro, when I got to, like, the last, like, Rattler, like, fight, every man I killed was apparently named Todd.
1: <laughs> Todd! No. Literally, I- it
0: kept happening. It was just like, oh, my God, they got Todd! Yeah. Oh, my God, they got Todd! Like, five times, dude. Like, yeah. no, I didn't, like, feel bad about killing any of those people just because they had fucking names, like...
1: That only hit the first couple of times. I was like, oh, whoa, they put that in this game? <laughs> like, just names for everyone? Whoa. And, and like, the dog stuff, too, but...
0: Yeah, but also, like, all the people who are saying, like, freaking out about having to kill the dogs, like, have the same energy as, like, people who say that they care about animals more than people because they don't want to deal with racism. yeah.
1: I'm fine with the racism but I draw the line at animal abuse or whatever. Yeah,
0: like, honestly, <laughs> like that's that it's same energy.
1: It is, especially with how violent that game is. But what you're talking about with um kind of like removing I guess the agency from the player and being more like, "Oh, like look how bad you are for doing this act." I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, so many games do that and don't offer an option to walk away or like anything else like I feel like I'm being punished for something I didn't even really agree to. Yeah. Like, I'm not even... Also,
0: like, I can see I can see the necessity to force people to do something bad that they don't want to do to prove up a point, but, like, I don't know. I think that, like, these games don't execute that well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially when I, am like, as a player, I'm like, I don't want to be doing this. Like, if I could audibly say to myself, I don't want to do this, like and try to, like, find a way out of this room that I have to do something horrible And This happened with The Last of Us 2 as well. But, like, yeah. the game pushes you to do these things, and it's like, uh, oh, now you want to teach me a lesson on top of this? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's
0: there. the thing too, right? Like, it's like, I can see, like, forcing you to commit horrible acts because, like, the character you're playing as would do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kind of works with Jack because he's, like, kind of a weird blank slate as long as he's still operating on the would you kindly thing but like i don't know yeah i just like i think it's stupid to condemn people for consuming something unless it's like actively horrible um especially like when it's the creator being like you're bad for consuming this and it's like sir you made that (laughs) um so stop it um i also just like think like people need to because like i've heard people say that about this game and like i guess they are referencing like the whole a slave obeys a man chooses thing. But I guess that was, like, interpreted to be, like, a big criticism of the player.
1: I I didn't even feel that while I was playing it. Yeah, no, it's
0: just, like, it's, like, bro, Jack is, like, in the text, a mind controlled man who has no free will. Like, (laughs) Andrew Ryan just being a dick about the situation. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah,
1: Yeah, it, it... It was weird being bossed around so much in this game. I feel like I've yeah. played a lot of games where I I have more of my own free will, but like this game is really like do this, do that. Now walk over there, pick up that little can, bring it back to me. Uh actually this is the wrong one. Go to get the other one. Um,
0: yeah, that's actually why like so a lot of people talk about like the twist with Atlas actually being Fontaine being like such a huge thing. Um and, like, so I played it, obviously, like, several years after it came out, and, like, my friend who I was playing with it was so excited for me to get to that part, and we got to the part where you find the first little sister that you can either, like, harvest or heal,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I did that part, and I looked at my friend, and I was like, so Atlas is going to end up being the bad guy, right? <laughs> how
1: and did he you was get like, it
0: already? Yeah, and he was like, how did you, what? No, <laughs> why, why would you think that? And I was like, well, he just told me to murder little girls. <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like he's probably not a good person. <sighs> mm-hmm. And then, like on top of that, he's constantly telling you what to do the whole time. So by the time we got to that, I was like, "How was anyone surprised by this?" Yeah, <laughs> like this dude is clearly sketch as a fuck. Although it is, it is more complicated with Tenenbaum as like the. Good guy, quote she, unquote.
1: Uh, I, I I do not vibe with her that much. I so
0: I I was talking to my friend Grace about her um uh, mm-hmm. because focusing on the audio logs again. I was like listening to one of hers and like I think the very first audio log you get for her is her talking about how like when she was in a concentration camp because she was a Jew during World War Two the Germans, like, spared her because she was really smart, so they used her to help in their fucking eugenics experiments. Yeah. And, and like, she talks about how, like, they were only concerned with, like, how people have blue eyes and how you get, like, the right forehead shape, and she was interested in, like, Why are some people born strong and some people born weak and some people born smart and some people born stupid? And she's like, "Uh, it would have been nice if the Germans had at least like cared about something useful after all of that. And I was like, Hmm. oh, bro, what? Yeah. And Uh, like, the little sisters are literally the result of fucking eugenics, dude.
1: (laughs) That's a little thing they drop in there. Just a little quick audio log to say all that.
0: Yeah, which is, like, I feel like, on the one hand, I was like, okay, so maybe that was meant to make that choice feel less black and white, because, like, I didn't catch that the first time, so it was immediately apparent to me that, like, it's pretty fucked up to just, like, murder little girls for, like, slug juice or whatever, (laughs) but
1: after hearing that,
0: I was like, oh, maybe this was meant to, like, complicate the issue, but, like, then put it in the text, dude. Like they Alice has and like Fontaine has no problem talking shit about her at the end, yeah, um, so like, I don't know, I just feel like her weird moral ambiguity, I just like she just needed more time in general, yeah, I think,
1: but also, like when Fontaine's criticizing Tenenbaum a lot it it is just like misogynistic and not really about. I feel like her, her work that much, like...
0: Yeah! Like, I was talking to someone the other day when I, like, heard that um fucking audio log, and I was like, he doesn't even, like, like, he's talking about how these little girls are these horrible, monstrous experiments. Like, I feel like all you'd have to do is be like, yeah, like, they came from fucking studying Nazi shit. <laughs> yeah. Like... And he just does it. He's just like, "Yeah, she just turned these sweet little girls into monsters, and you should kill them and suck out their fucking atom." And it's like, bro, what?
1: Yeah, he he doesn't really explain that too well. It doesn't. It isn't framed in a way where it makes her seem like a bad person. When I don't know, she does a lot of bad stuff.
0: Yeah, I feel like this game does a lot to like frame her as like a largely good person but like we don't see until like the very end her being like yeah, we really fucked up. And it yeah. like doesn't feel earned at all. Like yeah. because she's never really framed as like being really bad. And it's like she did horrible things to these children.
1: Yeah. Even with and, the... like Oh, go ahead. Oh
0: no, you're good. um and just like yeah, they just don't I don't know. She just, like, is always the person who's helping you and, like, trying to be kind. And then right at the end, she's like, oh, God, like, we did horrible things. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think that would be obvious. But also, like, I don't know. I I feel like everyone has lost touch with reality, who's still in Rapture. Um mm-hmm. But the game doesn't really say that too much. Like, I don't know. It, I feel like Fontaine loses his mind more towards the end but i just Mm -hmm. can't imagine anyone staying like rational in that place it it doesn't really make sense to me so when they when they have those like character moments later on i'm like is this like how how are you calm before all this how is this right now you're realizing all this stuff
0: feels like far too long yeah especially because like honestly if like all Tenenbaum had to do, honestly, even to just like shore this up a little bit, is like when she starts helping you, just like flat out say like, "I fucked this up, like, and I need you to help me do what we can to unfuck it."
1: Yeah, more of a redemption arc for her than just like brushing it under the table, I guess. Yeah, and, and which like forth. I don't,
0: I don't like redemption arcs. I am like the redemption arcater has logged on, <laughs> but like. My that thing that I just wrote recently for uh, VG twenty four seven about Abby from The Last of Us two like I like those kind of arcs and I think she could have had that in that like she's a fucking awful person who's done awful things but in that time she has come to care about these little kids
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so like I feel like her arc like and to be it would still probably be problematic because it'd be like monstrous motherhood in video games yet again yeah. um. But, like, I don't know. I would still rather see her being, like, I have done awful things, but if nothing else, I'm going to get these kids the fuck out of here. Like, just framing it like that would have been Mm -hmm. something.
1: But they don't do that. And then she's also casting judgment on you at the the end of the game, like, depending on your ending, like, if you're good or bad. She's like, oh, and this guy did all this horrible stuff. It's like, you're not... Who are you? You're not a good person either. Are you... Yeah, you just, like, which judge? also,
0: like... Also, the ending... The bad ending literally doesn't make sense because the little <laughs> sisters, like, help you kill Fontaine. Yeah. So, like, if you killed a bunch of them, where do those ones come from, number one? And number two, why the fuck are they helping you?
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, why would Jack want to kill all of these things? All of these little girls, like, now? Like, what... It, it doesn't make sense. Even if you harvested all of them before. I, I yeah. Know. Those it, endings fell just, flat for me.
0: Yeah. And, like, I mean, like, I, I will admit the first time I watched or I played the game and I saw the ending where you, like, save the little sisters and they're, like, your kids. I was, like, oh, found it <laughs> yeah. touching. Yeah. But, like, I, to this day, don't really understand the bad ending, like, and how that works in well, you, the world. It,
1: you they he, he kills all the little sisters and then takes over Rapture with radioactive weapons. Yeah, and weapons. then he, like,
0: doesn't he bring, like, an army of splicers to the surface? Yeah. So, like... D- what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, they just... And they just leave that. They're just like, Bioshock 2 is not gonna be about that.
1: There's always a lighthouse.
0: <laughs> I love that they're just like, Bioshock 2? Not about this fucking beefed up super soldier man with an army of <laughs> fucked up drug addicts uh no. coming to take over the world. Now, nah, we're going to talk about this Big Daddy 50 years later. <laughs> like
4: what?
1: Yeah. I I kind of like that it did go into the the Big Daddy territory um because it is interesting in BioShock 1, but I uh, it was a lot of fetch quests for to 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 get that all together. Um but yeah, being sucked. able to play it sounds awesome. I'm, I'm excited to dive into that one, too.
0: Yeah, I've played the first couple hours of it, and, like, the Big Daddy plays a little clunky, mm-hmm. um, but the story seems interesting, and, like, we're going to do, like, Minerva's Den and shit, too, So which a lot yes, of people sir. say is very, very good. So
1: I've heard that, too. Like, I remember hearing, like, this is really good DLC must-buy from a lot of people.
0: Yeah, a lot of people I know think that Minerva's Den is, like, the best Bioshock game. Seriously. Mm-hmm. So. Huh.
1: Do you want to talk a bit about Andrew Ryan?
0: Yes. I would love to talk his... about <laughs> fucking Andrew Ryan.
1: <laughs> his, whole, his whole thing, his whole shtick.
0: Yeah. So, like, I threw in our little outline, like, uh, objectivism explainer just because, like, I know when I played this for the first time, I knew, like, oh, it's based off of, like, Ayn Rand shit but I, like, hadn't really looked into the philosophy as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, a lot of, like, the criticism and stuff around this game and just, like, the actual writing of the game is based in, like, objectivist philosophy. Um,
1: now, I don't know too much about that, so I'd love to, to hear yeah. more.
0: so I only know what I learned off Wikipedia, so don't... That's
1: my favorite kind of knowledge.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly, uh, thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, a philosophy developed by Russian American writer Ayn Rand, uh, and it is in *The Fountainhead* and *Alice Shrugged* and in a bunch of other shit. And Atlas. Bas- <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> fucking galaxy brain. Uh, I hate it here. Um, <laughs> fucking. So it's the idea basically that reality is independent of your consciousness. Um, and that, like, so, like, reality just exists, and there's, like, the way that you perceive it doesn't matter, I guess. Okay. Um, and then also that, like, we have direct contact with reality through sense perception. So, yeah. I don't know. That's fucking nerd shit. Um, and then you can gain objective knowledge from perception. Uh, by processing, Mm. uh, or through the process of concept formation and inductive logic.
1: This is where I'm lost. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So I guess it's like, I think the idea is like, so like reality is just reality. Mm -hmm. And like the way that we interact with reality is like through our perceptions, but like our perceptions are not real. So therefore you have to like put them through a processing of like fucking logic and shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then that means that you're smart and understand reality now, I guess.
1: And how does uh, Andrew Ryan subscribe to this?
0: So the main thing that Andrew Ryan is clearly about is that the, the proper moral purpose of one's life is the pursuit of one's own happiness. And that the only social system consistent with this morality is one that displays full uh respect for individual rights embodied in laissez-faire capitalism and that the role of art in human life is to transform human's metaphysical ideas by a selective reproduction of reality into a physical form. Okay. Yeah, so Andrew Ryan is 100% that bitch who's like I think he says it in the game too like I my priority is me. Doesn't he he says that right before he kill you kill him I think. He says something <laughs> along the lines of like like and the end, like, my, like, I don't remember what he said. I can't remember the quote. But it's something along the lines of, like, my priority is me and your priority is you. And, like, nothing is ever going to change that. Jeez. Um. And, yeah. And so, like, that's that's the whole pitch for Rapture, right? Is he has the whole, like, no gods, no kings thing. And, like, he has, I have a note written down that just says, like, I love the way he talks about the Vatican. It's so funny. <laughs> like, in the intro, like, infomercial about rapture that you get when you're going down the bathysphere, he's like yeah. talking about like, aren't you entitled to the sweat of your brow? And then he's like, no, the man in the capital says that it belongs to the poor. And then he's like, and the man in the Vatican says it belongs to God! And it's like, <laughs> he's bro! so
1: mad at God. He hates God! <laughs> you can tell though, from everything he's doing, like, he doesn't give a shit. He really it's doesn't. It's so
0: funny. I'm just going to Andrew Ryan voice, God! <laughs> um, He's so fucking stupid. But yeah, so, and he's like, he talks about like, oh yeah, where the scientist can do shit without petty morals and ethics, and the artist can do whatever the fuck they want. And it's like, okay, cool. And then, because this game has the subtlety of a fucking sledgehammer, <laughs> uh, you fight, some of the bosses you fight are a plastic surgeon who's gone fucking bonkers with- uh cutting people up and an artist who is a serial killer
1: yeah yeah i love him and who is that guy peach what was his last name
0: oh peach i can't remember peach's last Will name Kill. but yeah he's like peach is like the most normal person in the game yeah because he's literally just like some dude who's like yeah i took over this area and like i do research on these splicers so that i can survive um yeah.
1: And he's also so, like, I don't know who to trust because I can't trust anyone. And wh- yeah. while I was playing through his part, I was like, this guy seems nuts. But then, like, with the twist with Atlas and Fontaine, I'm like, wait, this guy was so valid for being that stressed out about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have been a traitor. I could have been, like, some random dude. Um, but no. Well, especially
0: because, Fo- yeah, it's so clear that Peach also doesn't know that Atlas and Fontaine are the same person. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's just like, sir, you're so valid.
1: <laughs> he is He is Even though he tried to kill us hes, he's He did mad. try
0: to kill us Although Fontaine told us he was gonna do that mm-hmm. Fontaine was like Yeah he's probably gonna have you do this And then try to kill you like, <laughs> Cool no thumbs way. up chief On it <laughs> Give him yeah. the old shock and wrench
1: The shock and wrench Yes um,
0: on- Honestly watching that playthrough I was like It really Shock and wrench just really is the superior playthrough like, yeah. you do not need anything but shotgun and wrench and, like, the plasmids they force you to have to progress.
1: Stuff is dripping everywhere. There's, like, always a slosh slosh that you can just electrocute. I don't know.
0: Yeah, between that and just, like, the weird puddles of, like, oil on the floor. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you know how smart I felt when I was like, "Ooh, oil, perfect." These splicers will never know what hit them. And just like yeah, honestly, the
0: room where you find the incinerate one, and it has that convenient trail of oil leading out, <laughs> so you don't even have to fight them. Like that... I was like eyes emoji. Like mm-hmm. yeah.
1: that stuff is really it's it's super obvious, but it's I think it's fun. Like,
0: yeah, I like, I like the plasmids a lot. When we get to Infinite, I really like the vigors, too. Um, yeah. I like the vigors in Infinite a lot more, actually. Um, mm-hmm. They feel I improved. They're, yeah, they're just really silly, and I like them a lot. In this,
1: um, in this game, I like how they're really gross. Like I like how, uh, especially when juxtaposed with their like advertisements and stuff, we see like the polished, ideal family using it for like a barbecue, or whatever, or mm-hmm. using the telekinesis one to play tennis. I was like, oh nice. But then you look at your hand and it's like mutated, sickly, full of veins. Like Yeah,
0: and it looks like it hurts. It does look like
1: every single time, even re like refilling your Eve and stuff, it's like, oh God, I I would not want to do any of this, this
0: Yeah. Also like, okay, talking about that and like also just the fucked up pacing of this game, can we talk about how like so you get out of the Vathosphere. And you chase away the scary spider lady. Mm-hmm. And then you immediately walk up some stairs and find a big, scary hypodermic needle. And you're just like, yep, time to do it.
1: Yep. Put and it then in and like, We got it.
0: <laughs> like, Jack, what? He... Like, you're just stabbing yourself with random chemicals? I don't even think Atlas told him to do that one. Well, yeah. If I remember correctly, he just does it.
1: It's, it's glowing. I better put it in me. Like, no. How how long was this after his plane crash or whatever? Supposed pl- plane crash? Literally like an hour what, like twenty
0: minutes. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: Oh well, I'm living down here. Gotta look like the people.
0: Yeah, it's like, bro, what? Like, and then Atlas is just like, "Oh shit, your genetic code is being re- re- rewritten. Don't worry about it." <laughs> and it's like, excuse me.
1: Yeah, um the the Vita Chambers. How do those work in game? Because it, it feels like dying is like a part of the game. Because, like,
0: yeah, you I come know back that to there's life. an audio log about it, but I missed it. Oh, um, okay. But I know there's one about it. So it's, it's like in game, like canon, that you can die and come back, I guess.
1: That's interesting. Because it feels so much more stressful and like it's not really spoken about too much in the story. Like, I feel like the stakes would be lower. Then if you can just like zap back, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, you know what? We have the internet. Let's, I'm going to Google it. Bioshock. Vita chamber. Oh God. They have like a whole background.
1: On, on the chambers. Those little, they barely talk about that in the game. That's so funny.
0: (laughs) God, this is why I like this game because I like games that do stupid shit like this, but it's, it's not good.
1: No,
3: the So Oh wow, yeah, this is a lot.
4: Yeah.
1: But I guess you can be reanimated. Restoring vigor and spirit with the touch of a button. Ty how much um hacking did you do?
0: Um, I did I tried to do more. Uh because fucking um that shit is clutch.
3: Mm-hmm. I found it fun. I thought it was going to be annoying
1: too, but uh, nah, it, it was actually a pretty fun minigame and it gets pretty challenging later on. And mm. if you mess up, like, I don't know. I want, put, put that game out. I want the DLC of hacking in Bioshock.
0: I honestly, not going to lie, I didn't love it that much, but I did do it a lot because I wanted the little drones and whatever to help me fight. Mm. Um, but I just mostly spent my money on uh, Paying out the hacks.
1: Ah, you bought a lot
0: of hacks. I, yeah, I, I threw, I threw my money at that problem. Yeah. There
1: were so many of those turrets and stuff, but I, I didn't have that much money. <laughs> so I just,
0: I, like, I, I also played it on like the lowest difficulty because I just, just like I'm just here for like the story. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to like go one v one with these fucking splicers. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I kept so... dying
1: and then lowering the difficulty. <laughs> Each time, I'm like, no, I will not do this. I can't take this.
0: Yeah. So I lowered it significantly, and so that made it a lot easier to get through. And it also means you get a ton of money. um, Oof. Cash And I out. wasn't, well, and I wasn't, like, spending a lot of money, because I was finding ammo everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, So then I just had a lot of money for hacks.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah. I don't know. Those also helped the combat so much later, like...
0: Mm -hmm. i would
1: just set up a bunch of turrets or like hack the turrets that were set up and then lure all the enemies into that room just (laughs) run around in a circle
0: yeah honestly like just having the also like having the little drone with you is honestly kind of comforting like yes it's nice to just have a little friend
1: because it's such an alone game i mean even the guy you're supposed to be able to trust you can't trust like he he turns on you have no friends maybe robot is the only friend Maybe it's just uh, the little drone guy.
0: I think I think the little drones are your only friends. Honestly, <laughs> they're just they're just nice little little pals. They are. Um, but yeah, so Vita Chambers are a thing that are, uh, canon. I'm not gonna read all of that, but <laughs> but they're, they're canon. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Um. But yeah, I feel like we kind of got off track with Andrew Ryan. What is what is your vibe? Give me a vibe check on Andrew Ryan.
1: Andrew Ryan I I just feel like that guy wants to talk so much. It, it <laughs> it's especially weird when he's talking at Jack when you realize Jack is just mind-controlled pretty much the whole time. It's like what you're having a conversation with yourself, Andrew Ryan. Um Jack can't really offer too much up to that. But I don't know. He he seemed I don't like his politics at all, um, and his town seems horrible, horribly managed. <laughs> it, I, just, I just don't know what he's doing, because you go to his mansion or whatever, um, in by Hephaestus, right? Yeah. And I don't know, the place looks fantastic, but it's like do you do, you're not focused on anything about running a city. Dude, there's water inside. Um, it, it felt like he was so focused on, like, Oh, a man chooses, a slave obeys, and all of his own internal politics. But like, he just left the world to rot, and that is like what I took away the most from him. Like, he's just a really horrible leader. Um, Yeah, that so many people had respect for, or some sort of like Stockholm syndrome respect for. But yeah, I just didn't, I didn't understand how he got his status there.
0: I just like, I feel like so part of it is because I read the book, the prequel book, because I'm a nerd um but i (laughs) that's good though i've also read the like wiki summaries for these all of these games a bunch of times because i just enjoy the lore and like like how wild and batshit it is Mm -hmm. um and like there there's like an implication that andrew ryan kind of like ended up getting fucked by his own system because like he obviously created like striated social classes and then Fontaine was able to use the disenfranchised people to revolt. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's not really, like, in the game. Like, it's in the audio logs and stuff, but, like, you don't really get into the meat of it, which is frustrating because, like, Ryan and Fontaine both talk about how much they hate each other. Mm-hmm. But they don't say, like, why. Like, and I feel like it wouldn't be that much of a stretch for Andrew Ryan, who calls you a parasite the whole time, even (laughs) though he doesn't know why you're there. Um, Like, I feel like it would not be a stretch for him to be, like, Fontaine's a fucking con man and, like, usurped my glorious capitalist system and used these poor people who are shitheads, like, to overthrow my beautiful city or whatever. Like, he never really, like, says that.
1: Yeah. His... All of his ramblings which I feel like they are a lot of the time, are just vague and angry. And then he tries to, like, teach you a lesson, too, uh, in some of them. And yeah, I'm just and it's, like, like a what? lesson
0: about what? It's like, bro, I'm a mind-controlled puppet boy.
1: <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to get, it, get this plasmid. I'm not even focused on you right now. I have so many little tasks to do. That...
0: Like, I love that he's, like, a slave obeys, and it's, like... Yeah, I don't have a choice. I mean, what like, else? Why am I... are you yelling at me? I, I, yeah, I'm
1: trapped down here, dude. Like, I, this guy's giving me an option out. I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna try it.
0: <laughs> what it's can like, I say, like, bro, like, I'm trying to get out from under this, but I do not currently have a choice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, why are you shaming me?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. But I do like. I don't know. I just. I like walking around Rapture because I'm like, this place would never have worked at all. Like, I, I just, they went wrong in so many fronts that yeah. it just, it's so beautifully bad that I love walking I just wish that, around.
0: like, I just wish that more of the, like, rot from the inside had, like, gotten into the text, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because Rapture failed because of Andrew Ryan's beliefs, but I don't think the story as it is without factoring, like, every single audio log And even then it's kind of like, like, I don't think the story is saying that, you know, like I think the story is saying like these two men who were competing and who like were both greedy and shitty, like had this happen. But like, ultimately it's like this happened because Andrew Ryan believed that he could have this lawless place.
1: Yeah. From the second going down, like in that little trailer thing, like. It sounds like hell in there. It does, I, I yeah, even and that's, like, what... not
0: even accounting for the fact that he also then started exposing people to this, like, drug chemical that can, like, change your body and mind and, like, it's highly addictive.
1: While pushing out pheromones to, like, mind control?
0: Oh, people, Pe- yeah.
1: He has a lot of twisted experiments going on. <laughs> like, and I-, I know that it's not, like, explicitly said but i think it's, it's it's super weird like i didn't understand the different because he has two different mind controls right like he was i remember a couple of audio logs were like the, he was using pheromones but also
2: mm-hmm.
1: the code words with with jack um and other kids i guess I, I just don't understand he's he seems like a guy that's all over the place yeah but well, doesn't I even realize supposed it. to
0: like it's supposed to i think show his like hypocrisy because part of it is like <laughs> when you know, the the people chose Atlas or whatever, like, that was technically proving that he, like, failed, and instead of, like, him accepting that as, like, the way the market was swinging or whatever, he, like, fought the war in Rapture or whatever, like, thus proving that his ethos is bullshit. But, like, that's a lot of interpretation. Yeah. To have to ask for. <laughs> right? Like, like, we're going
1: through this, but they don't even really talk about that too much. Like, Yeah. It, I swear that revolt is... Is a part of Peach Peach's thing, Peach Wilkins' whole mm-hmm. thing. Like he was like uh, one of Fontaine's men too, like uh, on his side. But uh, I, again, like uh, at that point, you're still just like trying to get through this area to talk to Andrew Ryan. I feel like your focus isn't even on that too, which is weird. yeah.
0: And like I feel like the Burial at Sea DLC does more to talk about this. Which is ridiculous, because that's not even like real like yeah. most of it is like another weird like fucked up time hole thing that honestly just kind of feels like Ken Levine wanted to write his own fan fiction.
1: <laughs> really i I haven't tried that one yet
0: it's I eat it up because it's an aesthetic and a genre I really like, and it's very, very on its own bullshit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but also it's fucking bonkers
1: so they jump this is the one where they jump through like whatever weird portal and then go to rapture from infinite
0: so yeah so it's like elizabeth and booker are both in rapture on like the night of the revolt or whatever and they're like they're they're still booker and elizabeth but they're like different people like they're people who are from rapture
1: okay yeah, I hear the fan fiction part. <laughs> yeah, <talking> it's <laughs>
0: very, very strange. And there's a lot of like, it's like, a, like, Booker is like a private detective. It's like a very stereotypical noir thing where like a woman, like a dangerous woman shows up to hire a PI um, and like she hires Booker to help her find this little girl who got turned into a little sister. And it's like a whole thing. Um, we'll get there. Oh, but, yeah,
1: yeah. This sounds yeah. really good.
0: It's really cool, but like that talks more about like the weird politics between like Fontaine and Andrew Ryan and like the all the weird fucked up scientist people mm-hmm. like way more than Bioshock One does, which I find ridiculous.
1: Yeah, why wouldn't they? Well, I guess it's like retconning and stuff, but yeah, still you you would have wished that was in the first one.
0: Yeah, like especially because like there's such a heavy focus on like like Sander Cohen and Tenenbaum are fucking deplorable people. Mm-hmm. But I really do like them, especially Sander Cohen because I feel like Sander Cohen like despite only having like well, he has two sections technically, but you he's he's yeah. already established as a character in the second one. So you're not really like getting to know him. But, like, in that one brief art section, I feel like he is just, like, such a presence in a way that, like, no one else in the game is. Yeah. Like, this dude came to Rapture, like, 100% to benefit from what Andrew Ryan was offering. <laughs> and, like, like he didn't go, cr- like, I feel like they frame it as, like, oh, he went crazy. Like, no, he fucking no, didn't. No,
1: he planned he, that. He was excited. That was
0: <laughs> that was his trajectory, dog. Like, that is what he wanted to do. <laughs> And I also like that I'm pretty sure you can just leave him alone. Like, I don't think you have to kill him. Really? I think if you you leave the dancers alone in the second part where you see him, I think you can avoid it. I don't remember.
1: Wow. I should have done that then.
0: (laughs) But I think that's true. I might not be correct. But I just love him because he's just like clearly this fucked up dude who's just like, yeah, to me... Art is this thing that you have to, like, do perfectly and be able to capture forever. And to me, that means, like, taking these people who I have taught as students and, like, feeling that they are, have betrayed me in some way and therefore killing them and preserving <laughs> them forever. Like, to me, that is art. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, sir? You live your truth.
1: That is the only thing that's art to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, uh, yeah, that whole place was also pretty cool to look through. Like, all those different shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, really nice setup. And it made it less boring to, like, walking around, because it is a lot of walking around and, like, finding stuff. But yeah, Cohen's presence and, like, how he made each picture, like, a whole Yeah, a whole I also
0: like that he talks to you. Yeah. He's like a person, because the first, I can't remember the first doctor's name, um, but the fucked up plastic the surgeon plastic, guy. Plastic, yeah. They, Steinman. They just, like, have him have the whole bit of, like, oh, he lost it to the Atom, and, like, he thinks that he's talking to Aphrodite and shit, and, like, <laughs> the only time he ever talks to you is, like, in the third person, and, yeah. like, he just, like, he doesn't come across as a person or a character, which I know that, like, Atlas kind of alludes to that when he's, like, I don't even know if he's still human, but it's, like, he clearly is still a guy. He's just, like, a guy who's, like, apparently really lost it in a very, like, over-the-top video gamey way. Mm-hmm. Um... Which is frustrating because then Sander Cohen is so good because he talks to you, and he's like, "Yeah, these students betrayed me in one way or another," and also like, kind of low key alludes to the fact that he was like, gay in love with Andrew Ryan, maybe. Really? Yeah. There's a part where he's talking to you and he says something along the lines of like, "I'm going to betray the like the only man I ever loved." Um, wow. For any, and he's talking about Andrew Ryan. And then there's also like all of his apprentices were dudes um, Hmm. and he kind of taught, like he says like their crime was betrayal and he kind of like, it seems like a very, honestly, I'm problematic because I love queer coded villains. Yeah. Uh, Like the tropier, the better, honestly. (laughs) Really? I don't know why. I think it's because like, I don't know, like when you're queer and then you see like Maleficent and shit and you're like, oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just like it. I like queer people getting to be fucked up people. Um yeah,
1: That's good. Yeah.
0: You're,
1: you're cool for that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this Sometimes it can be like, oh my gosh. yeah, It can be handled so, so poorly.
0: And I think, like, but, honestly, like, again, like, if we're talking, like, this can loop into, like, the Last of Us 2 discourse and everything, too, right? Like, like did queer people work at this studio? Probably. But, like... Sandra Cohen is like, if like as a queer-coded villain, he's not good representation. He's no. not a good character. He's very tropey and bad. He's very much like a flamboyant, eccentric Oscar Wilde type, but with art who like murdered all these young men who like maybe were his lovers slash students. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's not good. No, but I like it. Because yeah. I like over-the-top bullshit, and I like terrible people in media, and also, like, Jeffrey Dahmer was a real man. Yeah. So was Dean Corll. Like, there were fucked-up scary, like, queer people, just like there were fucked-up scary anyone else. Like, and mm. I think Sandra Cohen's probably the truest representation of, like, who would have actually gone to Rapture.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, that's definitely true. Because it is, like, I don't know, there's some families where I'm, like, in yeah. the audio logs I'm like why Every did you go days, I'm
0: like why are you
1: here <laughs> it makes no sense like I, if if an ad for rapture came on the TV today I just who would go down who would actually you would think that it would be more like people like like cone and stuff and people who have like weird motives that they don't want any ethics to do with but like the actual families living there and all the apartments and stuff I'm like why what is yeah. what is your business well, under like, the and sea? And you know
0: they had to have, like, a civilian population, right? Because, like, they needed people for those doctors and artists to fucking experiment on. Yeah. Um, and also, like, they needed, like, you know, service workers and shit. But I don't know. I mean, I guess it's the same thing, though, like, with people who stay on Elon Musk and shit. Like, Ugh. what? Why do you? Wh-
1: what? Yeah. There's been a lot of those online recently. I. Yeah. People typing. Did you see the post? There's like an essay someone typed defending Elon Musk. I'm like, he, he's not thinking about you. Yeah, he doesn't care about you. He also, doesn't. he's like,
0: he's like scientifically a bad person. Yeah. Like There's his no... mother was an apartheid emerald like, like heiress.
3: What? I didn't oh, did you that.
0: not know that? That's where no. Elon Musk's money comes from.
1: Oh, oh god. I thought he just made the cars go fast and. Uh, no, he's that's a where he truly
0: repugnant person, just like Andrew Ryan. So I guess that's probably what happened.
1: Hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
0: If he, I bet, if Elon Musk said that he was building a colony under the sea.
1: No! No! People <laughs> would wanna...
0: go right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, because people have technically already signed up. Where, d- didn't he do that with like going to Mars or some shit?
1: Yeah, I think he has the space rapture set up already. Yeah, so we'll, so... we'll check in again when that happens. Damn,
0: actually, it. you know what? I take back every bad thing I've said about Ken Levine's writing. <laughs> he was actually 100% dead on.
1: Ahead of his time.
0: A prophet, honestly. <laughs> right? <laughs> I still oh want to fist fight him, though. He still hasn't answered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why do you want to fist fight him? He didn't um, respond?
0: Uh, I publicly tweeted at him to fist fight me. Really? Uh, yeah, because I, I this want- tweet. I it was a while ago. It was like a year ago probably. Mm. Um and I I because I want the rights to the BioShock IP, which I don't <laughs> think he owns, but it's like a moral victory.
1: He could get them. He could get them to you.
0: I feel like he could get them. Also like maybe 2K would be intimidated if I beat the shit out of Ken Levine.
1: Yes. What um, what do you, what do you want to do with the BioShock
0: IP? Make sure no one ever makes a BioShock game ever again. <laughs> You don't want
1: any more lighthouses? No. What about the men? No m- what about the lighthouses?
0: No, no more.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> I love these stupid fucking games, but I hate the way people have, like, treated them. Yeah. Um, And I don't... A new one would honestly make the discourse so fucking unbearable Um, mm-hmm. that I would just die. So... It-
1: it's a series with a lot of we live in a society vibes to it like
0: yeah well it's also like i wanted to kind of talk about like the critical reception to this game at the time because this is a game that like people like critics who were around at that time like a lot of people like this game like changed the industry this is like a seminal game for a lot of designers like and I it was... has, like, the weird ties to, like, System Shock and stuff, and, like, yeah. which I don't really get other than the, like, gameplay style and the Shock name, because I've read the plot synopsis of System Shock, and it is not like this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I was kind of young for, I guess, the launch, so I didn't know much of the critical scene, but I knew that people were hyped on this game. I remember people, I listened to a lot of podcasts, and they were like, best game ever, like Made mm-hmm. me think about life differently, <laughs> and I mean, I I'm glad that it had that effect on someone, but I don't know. Playing it playing it again, it feels. I don't know. It feels like a really predictable, and not not in a plot sense, but I just I guess how the movement works. Like I know when, I guess the splicers are gonna pop out. I'm like, oh, of course. Like you're setting up this scene for this, Um but I wonder like. I wonder what it would have felt like to play this at launch. Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, when it came out in 2007, so I was in fucking middle school. Like, I was, like, 13 when this game came out. Um, Not even. I was, like, 12. Um,
1: Yeah, this is is an old game.
0: Yeah, so, like, I did not have, like, the brain capacity to, like, process this game. (laughs) Right. It probably would have just scared me, and I probably wouldn't have played it honestly that's like what happened when i played fable for the first time and i got to the scary werewolf swamp like oh
1: my gosh fable i i th- that that game get scary
0: there's like a swamp you have to go through when you get to like the werewolf town and like it's not that scary now but like uh-huh. as a kid i had no sense of direction so i kept getting lost and werewolves kept jumping out and i was oh, very no. afraid
1: oh no yeah I hate those ones. I when I was playing through the Last of Us one, uh, there's a scene with Ellie in the diner and she's running away from a dude with a knife, mm-hmm. like a machete, and I just kept like getting hit by this guy, and then it's a gruesome animation. Sucks so yeah. fucking
0: hard, dude! I you gotta hate throw like that bottles
1: everywhere and like shatter. I, I that made me drop the game, and then I had to like come back to it like months later.
0: God, <laughs> yeah, that part sucks.
1: Scary.
0: It's scary, and also I don't like the weird, like implication of sexual violence at the end.
1: Oh, I missed that. What? A- yeah,
0: like when that dude's like holding Ellie down, he like says some scary shit, and then Joel like shows up and like murders him oh, or whatever. What the
1: hell? And it's, well, and
0: it's gross because Ellie's fourteen in that game, dude.
1: She's a baby kid. Like, yeah,
0: it's creepy. I hated that. That whole part was so fucked. Yeah. Um. But yeah. The, I don't know, the, a lot of people really, really connected very deeply with this game, and I just, like, I don't know, I guess I got to it too late, because by the time I played it, even at the, like, the first time I played it, I was like, that was, like, fine. Like, it was good. yeah And now I'm like, it's bad, but, like, I like it.
1: It's, yeah, it's definitely a fun game to talk about. I just, like, I don't know. it's It's not one of my favorites, even though I like it, but it seemed like this game really, like, hit something. And I'm still, Mm -hmm. like, that that thing, I I was reading, like, reviews and stuff, but I still don't know what it hit, like, what got people so attached to this.
0: Yeah, I Um, don't know, because I was reading some reviews, too, and people were like, like, I was reading the game's radar one from back when it came out, and they are like, this is, like, such an incredible horror game, and I was like, "Mm, that's the first time I've ever heard anyone else call it a horror game, first of all. Yeah. Um, cause I do think it's a horror game, but, um, uh, most people it, don't. It's scary. It's scary as fuck, dude. Um, but. but horror, yeah. Yeah, but, and then, like, th- this review is just so glowing, and I'm like, it's, I think, I think we're just too young, I guess. I don't mm. know.
1: To make me a 40-year-old white games critic at that time, I. I would have loved that game. I know.
0: Yeah, like honestly, we need to call Patrick Klepek and be like, "Sir, what was the deal?
1: <laughs> How did you feel about this one?
0: What was the vibe? <laughs> yeah,
1: what was the vibe on launch?
0: Vibe check on Bioshock One launch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was it was fun. I feel like I found a lot of fun, and there's moments that I won't forget from this game. Um, mm-hmm. Like. Also, a thing that wasn't a big moment, but I just, it just kept popping up on the floor when I was exploring. There's, like, dead cats in this game just on the floor. Oh. <laughs> a bunch of them.
0: I, I did not notice that.
1: Yeah. They're, it's the same model, but, like, there's so many.
0: That's uh, just fucked like
1: up. I'm like, why? how did this guy even get under here, and why is he being treated like this? <laughs> <laughs> so often by so many of the residents of Rapture. They don't care.
0: Uh, God, I wouldn't even be surprised that there's, like, some audio log somewhere that's, like, some kid becoming a serial killer <laughs> or some shit.
1: Cohen. Just uh, just uh, at his start of his career there.
4: One of the Cassandra Cohen students just <laughs> yeah. starting out. Yeah. Ugh, I love Sander Cohen. What a fucked up man.
3: He is twisted.
0: He just really knows what he wants, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, he's got a real eye for showmanship, and I appreciate that
1: yeah he with the whole piano thing uh,
0: yeah and walk- then when he walks down the stairs with all the like fucking confetti yeah that's it's a incredible. show incredible especially like honestly like i'm not even like joking like i genuinely love that moment just because like so much of rapture is so fucking dour yeah. that like this dude just being like i finally completed my murder masterpiece confetti <laughs> like i was like honestly yeah <laughs> fuck yeah
1: I mean, take the joy where you can get it. Like, it is a sad game full of like horrible stuff.
0: And also, so like that... in his mind, this man succeeded. <laughs> this man did the damn thing.
1: <laughs> he can take that win.
0: Like he so... gets to mark that W.
1: Everyone else lost. I think. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't no one else, else was
0: as successful as Sander Cohen.
1: You are. You made a good case for this guy. I'm. I'm on his side now. <laughs>
0: like Sandra Cohen, defense force. It's you and me. <laughs>
1: We gotta get activated.
0: I just our- stand a murderous gay man, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> What's our would you kindly phrase? Um, um we need It's
0: gonna be something like artsy, right? Like it's gonna be some like art term.
1: Art is forever. Um <laughs> art-
0: <laughs> I don't know anything about art.
1: <laughs> well you witnessed it, you helped Cohen make some. Um, it's
0: true. I, I also took like drawing classes and shit as a kid, but I don't really remember any of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, Except I. For,
0: like cross hatching. I know that's a thing.
1: Ooh, wait, can you do that? Cause no. Because that looks hard. That looks so hard. It
0: seems really hard. Yeah, no, I don't think. No, definitely not.
1: Yeah. I, I do some art, and listening to him talk about his art was like, uh, <laughs> very strange.
0: <laughs> Were you like, was it like, this dude is whack? Or was it like, this is hitting a little too close to home?
1: No, it wasn't. It was like, it was like someone who started making art and I guess didn't receive any criticism ever. And like slowly started drifting into this horrible That's world. That's like of- kind
0: of the vibe that he has though, right? Like, yeah. and I think, and it's cool too, because like, again, in like the stupid fucking prequel book, like, Sander Cohen is in it a lot. Um, He's really? one of the people who's like, um, I don't remember if he's helping to fund Rapture, but he's one of the first people who's like very on board. Um, and of it's course because, he would be. <laughs> yeah. And it's because like he's getting bored doing like performance art in New York or wherever he is. He's like getting bored of it. So he wants to like do something else. Yeah. So he's already on that fucking path. Um, but yeah, you get like a lot of exposure to him in that first like in that little section. And so then like. And you see like he is like good friends with Andrew Ryan, and like maybe has like feelings for him, I don't know, um uh, mm. Sandra Cohen is a gay icon
1: <laughs> he is love wins in in rapture
0: <laughs> love wins rapture um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know i think I think we're just too baby to understand
3: maybe, maybe so.
1: I'm fine with being too baby.
0: Yeah, you know, that's kind of the point of this is like, get some baby takes instead of (laughs) these same fucking men's talking about this game.
1: I feel like I haven't in, in the reviews I read. I didn't hear people talk about how it's like scary, scary at points. Like,
0: yeah, the first time I played it. This is like my favorite Bioshock story is the first time I played it. There's like a sequence. I think it's when you're trying to save the trees, maybe. Where like you mm-hmm. walk through this like flooded area and there's like all these cargo boxes. Um, and there was one that was like booby-trapped. So I figured out like I managed to jump over the booby trap and get all of the like goodies that were in there. Yeah. And then a spider slicer dropped from the ceiling and murdered me, and it was the scariest moment of my life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the spider splicers, I didn't want to deal with them at all. Like, I lured them towards Big Daddy so they could fight each other, because I was like, no.
0: Yeah, also the Houdini splicers with that, like, fucking teleporting <laughs> magic shit. Yes, like, that's- a- no, dude.
1: The reveal for those guys is creepy as hell.
0: They are um, scary as fuck.
1: But then later, like, the leadhead splicers, I- what were those guys' deal? I just remember they were so hard to kill. Like, they, were, they would eat up bullets.
0: They're literally like, just, like, like the Lead-Headed Spicers literally are just, like, bullet sponges, like, in cannon. That's just, like, what, like, okay. that's the whole thing. Is they, like, right, like, you, when you loot them, you're not looting their guns, you're looting them.
3: Oh. Oh.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's... why
0: they're called Lead-Headed.
1: <laughs> it makes sense. It's in the name. This guy would just eat the bullets.
0: Yeah, so they're literally just like, the game's literally just like, what if these men were bullet sponges? But Mm. actually.
1: (laughs) But it's canon. It's a part of the canon (laughs) of the game. I like it.
0: (laughs) God. I really like the aesthetic of this game, too. I know, like, I'm such a mark for the, like, 1960s, like, Hollywood transatlantic bullshit.
1: Yeah, Um, but... I, it does it so well. I it mean, it does I thought it
0: really it, well. It has such like a vibe.
1: Yeah, I thought it was gonna be like a, a kind of cheesy, but no. It it executes the wor- world in a way that's like believable. And I don't know. I I really enjoyed the marketing and the advertisements in that world. Like just looking around and seeing like what movies were playing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, all that the funny posters names
0: are so good.
1: Yeah, they're beautiful to look at too.
0: Like. Honestly, if I was going to get any video game art, I absolutely would be problematic and get, like, ads from Rapture because I think they're just (laughs) so, they're, like, so well designed. I think they're just, like, really nice.
1: They are. And they also, like, bleed into story, too. Like, I remember I saw one that was, like, the big ball is tonight. Everyone get your masks on. And it kind of makes sense why all the Splicers, like, have all their masks on. Like, they all went bonkers, like, during that time and just, like, kept them
0: Did you catch the, like, really raw Atlas quote about the Splicers and their masks?
1: No. No. What did, uh...
0: There's like, one point, I don't remember which part, but you're, like, walking around and you see a bunch of, like, dead Splicers with their masks on, and he's like, why do they wear masks? Like, do you think, like, maybe they remember what they used to be like before this, and they're, (laughs) like, ashamed? And I was like, oh!
3: Wow,
4: I was like, "Damn, Atlas, fuck, man."
1: Yeah, that, that's a lot, bro. That's pretty sad. If so, because I know you see them; they talk to themselves a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and they also seem to like be hallucinating about their old lives a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and I just like—I really don't like the way the Splicers are depicted because, like. In text, right, like, they're people who were made dependent on this fucked up, untested substance by these non-ethical fucks, and then Andrew Ryan, like, sprayed pheromones everywhere to control them and make them be, like, a fucked up army, um, and yet they're still treated as, like, gross and scary, and it's, like, these people are, like, the biggest victims, probably, aside from, like, the little sisters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they are. And they have to live like that, too.
0: Yeah, Um, like, they're gonna drown when that city collapses, like.
1: It, yeah. I guess if they were less aggressive and the Big Daddies were more of a threat, that could be interesting.
0: Yeah, Um, or it's just, like, I wish, like, I don't know, that, like, maybe you could talk to some of them. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, there are other games that do, like, the whole bullshit, like, madness trope or whatever, where you can still talk to them and they still have, like, at least flashes of who they were, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, they just, like, they don't humanize them at all, even though they have them, you know, like, talking about, like, they have the moms who are, like, talking about their babies and, like, stuff. But it just feels, like, weird, like, creepy, like, um, extra, like yeah decoration it's not like making them out to be like people and especially not to be victims which like they super are
1: yeah that that mother part it doesn't really hit because like i don't know i remember one part where there was like one talking to a baby carriage or whatever and then you walk over to the baby carriage and it's just a gun in there yeah like, literally
0: it's literally a gun and <laughs> yeah she's talking and she's like and the monologue is kind of sad because it's her being like, Why can't I feel you moving and like, you know, like latching onto me to breastfeed and stuff? And then yeah. I thought it was going to be a dead baby. And then, nope, it's the revolver.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, I felt a little bad like fighting all these people because you didn't really want to. You know, they're victims. And especially when you hear the audio logs and stuff like, They didn't want to be like this. They probably just like bought this for their barbecue. And now they're like
0: Well they like they got like crawling on ceilings. Like competing with the Joneses, right? Like (laughs) Yeah. They plasmids are I do actually like this a lot about the game. Like like plasmids are framed in the same way that like TVs were. Or like Mm -hmm. microwaves. Yes. Um, and so like they like Andrew Ryan set up this whole like keeping up with the Joneses thing that ended up leading to all these people being like horribly addicted to this, like, fucked-up substance.
1: Mm-hmm. But he doesn't even care. Like, he isn't focused on that. Uh, it doesn't seem like he cares about how they are. He's just like, oh, this is my army.
2: Yeah, like, he I just uses use them.
3: Oh. Andrew Ryan. He's a Why I <laughs> <laughs> Also, I can't...
4: I'm trying to think. Like... There are people who got
0: those chains tattooed on. And I'm like, after all of that.
1: No. Why
0: would you think that that was a positive video game symbol to (laughs) tattoo on yourself?
4: Did people actually get those tattoos?
3: Yeah.
0: Let me, here, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to Google it right now and I'll send you fucking pictures. It's Oh,
1: wow. I see it. People got on the wrist choose yeah.
4: obey evolve yeah. today yeah 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 people
0: did this
1: the world of bioshock tattoos is like
0: fantastic. and i get that. like this was like a lot like a lot of people really really like we we, we address this, this hit for a lot of people yes but like are your critical thinking skills really like that not there enough that you're like this is the symbol from this game Mm-hmm. that I'm going to take. Like, the literal symbol of this man being mentally, physically, and emotionally abused and manipulated. Yeah. Like...
1: I'm going to put that on my body for life.
0: <laughs> like, get a big daddy, bro.
1: Yeah, like a drill or something. That would be Like, awesome. that's
0: literally the cover art of the game is just, like, a big daddy vibing. Just, like, get that. Mm-hmm. Or, like, so- I don't know, like, get, like, the little symbol for the plasmids or something like get the bee plasmid that's fun
1: oh yes oh also the bee plasmid they have like special lines when they're hit by the bees
2: mm-hmm.
1: like bees stop i hate bees i don't like them um and i, I found that quite <laughs> funny especially it's
0: so good
1: because like uh, the other ones they don't really react They're just like i'm on fire whatever but the bees yeah, the it's, one. it's
0: largely just like screaming
1: <laughs> yes so much screaming and then zap, and then wrench,
3: and then zap, and then wrench.
4: Yeah.
0: Ugh. Just so much screaming. Yeah. Yeah, I wish you could, like, talk- I wish that they would have humanized them a little bit more. I just like honestly, watching it as, like, a movie, quote-unquote, more or less, like, really just showed, like, this game's pacing is fucking terrible, and, like, it does not focus on, like, the details it should, probably. hmm Um... And I think that actually gets softened by, like, the exploration and the combat and stuff because I think it, like, kind of pulls you into the world a little bit more. Yeah. Because um, just being, like, a passive, like, bystander to it, I was like, this is not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Because, I mean, it does throw, like, a bunch of story elements at you for a quick time and then it's a lot of, like, going through this area, like, clearing it out with the splicers and big daddies. And then getting an object, then coming back, and then the plot again. But so I couldn't really keep track of how weird that pacing was. But yeah, I guess watching it all as a cutscene, like this would jump around so much.
0: Yeah, no, it does. There's no connective tissue between these events. It's like you go find Styman, and like that shit all makes sense, right? Cause you're like, you go to the medical ward and you're like, okay, let me find, like the dental ward is frozen. So, where would I get a fire plasmid? Oh, probably in the fucking crematorium. Dope. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Get into the dental one. Heat, whatever. Fight this man. Like, that All that whole sequence of events makes sense. But then after that, it's just kind of like, and now we go here. And now we go here. And now <laughs> yeah. we go here. And honestly, it literally is just like Fetch Quest the game. Um yeah. 'cause Because that's just all it is. It's just Fetch Quest after Fetch Quest after Fetch Quest.
1: And it kind of gets away with that because... You are like a slave, a mental slave in this game.
0: Yeah. And like, and like, it doesn't feel like that annoying. Um, especially like parts of it do have like kind of Metroidvania y vibes, like mm-hmm. with the fire puzzle shit, or like when you have to get the telekinesis thingy to like blow open the part that collapsed. Um, yeah. and like that part's okay. I, I kind of wish that more of the plasmids felt like that, I guess. Um, cause after that, it's really just like, Bees.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It also doesn't really encourage you to use all of them because there's a bunch of them that seem pretty cool. But mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't personally feel like too inclined to like jump on them and like try them all out when I knew something worked. Like
2: mm-hmm. electricity
1: always works. I'll use that all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, seeing seeing the tennis balls and stuff and like actually interact with the environment and, like that gear gating was cool. I think about like, did you ever play God of War the recent one? The 2018 one. Yeah. Yep. I remember playing that game and being so frustrated at like having to go back so so often, like go go mm. back to different areas. I was like, I don't really like this. It feels weird. And I, why didn't I just do this before? But yeah, in in this game, like I I kind of give it a pass. Uh, I didn't feel didn't feel too too bad.
0: Yeah, it um, feels more natural in that because yeah, and then but yeah, Bioshock. Yeah, I don't I. I actually think Infinite does a better job of like asking you to do more shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um cuz a lot of the I feel like a lot of the guns in Infinite are less good but like that's, a lot of a lot that's of that's what the, I want
1: from this kind of game.
0: Yeah, like I feel like the guns are like pretty shitty in Infinite, but like the vigors are like really good. Mm. Like, I know the last time I played it, I pretty much played, like, 99% Vigors and then, yes. like, Shotgun.
3: Because they're so cool! They oh. were very cool.
0: Literally, and- I would just, like, hide in a corner and, like, throw crows. <laughs> yes. And then, like, as soon as there was only, like, one or two guys left, I'd, like, run up and shotgun them.
1: Yeah, that gave me, I was like, you've heard of bees, now here's crows. <laughs> I
0: <laughs> yeah, love the a- crows. It makes your hand, look so fucked up. It's so cool.
1: Yeah, and nasty. Um... In the in, in Bioshock 1, I was kind of surprised at how many guns they give you. Like So I many. I didn't know if I needed all those and all the different ammo types. Like the focus seemed in the wrong place. Like the, the plasmids are the very cool part of this game. Like so yeah. many games have guns and stuff. Let's play around more with that.
0: Is it also kind of fucked up that I felt kind of the same energy with The Last of Us Two, actually?
1: R- like- for for guns?
0: Yeah, because, like, I know, like, ah. Ellie and Abby don't have, like, superpowers, but, like, they kind of do because they can do, like, the listen. And, like, yeah. I certainly can't choke someone to death with my bicep.
1: No, no, no. She did that so easily.
0: Yeah. Also, she just, like, pumpkin stomps dudes' heads and they just yes. explode. Um. But anyway, so I feel like, like... Cause like especially like it it became evident to me during the Rat King fight because I watched a video because I kept getting my ass handed it to me and they were like, use the hunting pistol, dumbass, and I was like, Oh. And then like I just wrecked that man. The- um, Rat
1: King was the giant one.
0: Yeah, the one with like the all the different ones, like Oh my one. gosh.
1: Yes, I got stuck there too. I was on stream, literally running around in a circle. Then I was like, Maybe I'm not even supposed to kill this guy. Maybe
0: It was <laughs> like- so hard. <laughs> yeah. But, like, once I figured it out, like, after that with the hunting pistol, I was like, this is the only gun I need. Mm. Like, like, that get, the gun is really OP, and I feel like the only reason I didn't use it all the time was just because I didn't constantly have ammo. But it was like, I have a regular pistol, I have a hunting pistol, I have a bow, I have a rifle, I have a shotgun. Like, yeah. I have various explosives. Like...
1: I think I didn't have a problem with that because I was... I didn't have any ammo. Period. I had like three bullets <laughs> maximum for so much of the game. I
0: was I was playing on a really on the lowest difficulty for that too because I was trying to get through it for my review. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely part of it. But also, like I don't know, like difficulty through scarcity is like not interesting to me. Yeah, if that makes I, sense. Like,
1: no, I, I hear that. I feel like I only go to The Last of Us for that. Like, it, I I liked it during the first one, and it it did it well. I think in the second one, but usually I I don't really care about that.
0: Yeah, like the whole like survival horror like inventory management shit, I'm like, I don't care.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and survival horror, I'm scared already. Don't do not make me manage anything.
0: Yeah, I'm like, what? Please. I have to I have to be organized too.
1: No, give me a flashlight and some batteries if you want me to keep anything in check. I will make sure those are full. <laughs> that is it.
0: I know. I like Resident Evil a lot, but I like watching other people play it so much better because I'm like, I gotta fucking I gotta keep track of these herbs. Mm-hmm. I gotta navigate this space. There's a big man chasing me. This is just too much. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. It's the herbs. It's the puzzles. I don't know. I was playing the first one. And I was like, what? what do you want me to do here, bro? Like, I need to walk through open on the side while I'm playing through this.
0: Yeah, like, I played... Um, the only bit of Resident Evil 2 remake I played was, like, some that I played when I was uh, staying with Andrew and Jess at their apartment. Um... And we were streaming it, and I was just, like, playing a random section because Jess got too scared to keep going. (laughs) Um, And I was like, this is so much. Like, I was super drunk, so I was a little bit calmer. But Mm -hmm. it was, like, a big Mr. X section. And I was like, like, he punched through a wall right in front Ah. of me and then was just, like, chasing me all around this fucking police station. And, like, Andrew was telling me what to do, and I was just like, Oh fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. What oh, is fuck, that oh, guy's fuck.
1: deal? I have. I've just seen clips know. of people running from him.
0: He's so I... scary. He's just a big, angry man. I don't know why he wants to kill you, but he does. Um, but yeah, and it, and it, and I was like finding shit. And Andrew's like, oh, do this and do this. And I was like, I don't. My mind is a wash in terror. Like, how am <laughs> I expected to do this by myself? Like, if I didn't have a man coaching me through this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely need that, that guidance, because I would just be throwing stuff in my menu, being like, okay, just please fit, <laughs> like, I'm going to use you later, I promise. Um, try to combine stuff. In so RU1. I'm glad, I'm
0: glad that Bioshock didn't do that shit, at least, like, mm-hmm. I felt like, I mean, obviously it does do, like, the scarcity thing, like, I think the highest difficulty even says, like, every bullet counts. Yeah. But also it's like, does every bullet count if you have plasmids? <laughs>
1: yeah does it doesn't even matter if they count like i have bees sir i will use them
0: <laughs> also i have a wrench <laughs>
1: yes i'm unstoppable
0: also like with the hacking you really are unstoppable
1: yeah yeah like you have i feel like to be fair
0: of. on the hardest mode i feel like you would have to do hacking to get through it but like yeah that ain't
4: bad
1: Seriously, yeah. I mean, I, I said I, I already liked the hacking. It's fun. Some, some points it was, like, ridiculously unfair, but I think you have to use... Uh, what were those certain... It wasn't plasmids, but there, there was another menu you could attach You get, like,
0: to... power-up tonics.
1: Power-up tonics, okay. Yeah, there's a, a few of those ones that, like, slowed down the, uh, the hacking juice and mm-hmm. uh, made it easier. But
4: it
3: was, it was a fun one.
4: Yeah, I, yeah,
0: I don't know. I it's just funny to me. I was playing, I played like video game twenty questions on a friend's podcast forever mm-hmm. ago, and we got it wrong because the first clue that they gave us was
4: that it was an FPS. Um, okay, which like Bioshock
0: is, but
1: oh, Bioshock was one of the questions, or what, no, Bioshock was the
0: answer, and it's okay. like I mean like. It's true. It's first person and you do shoot. Mm-hmm. Your primary verb is shoot. But, but it
1: shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, but like like it does not have like FPS energy at all. I no. never in my life would think of Bioshock as an FPS. But like, it is.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't know with all of those ammo types and guns like it feels like they were kind of pushing for it to be
0: more mm-hmm. FPS
1: to kind of like be more acceptable in the, in the game's environment at that time. But I wish it didn't. I wish it was a bit bolder. And, like, took a step back and, like, did, like, maybe the Outlast style, uh, as you suggested earlier. But I'll, yeah, I'll shoot a like, gun like, by a I
0: like being able to fight, but, like, Jack can get extremely OP, like, really fast.
1: hmm The, what was that weapon? Like, the flamethrower with the napalm yeah. and the ice? I'm like,
0: what? what do also, I Also, like, the technology? weird, like, crossbow bomb launcher thing.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I totally forgot about that, and then I saw it in the playthrough I was watching, and I was like, "Oh my god!"
3: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of weird weapons in this one.
0: Which that's the one thing it's going to be a bummer going to Infinite because the weapons are a lot less batshit in in Infinite. Mm-hmm. The weapons but are we... just like a shotgun, a pistol, <laughs> a bigger pistol.
1: But we get the vigors!
0: But we get the vigors. I can't wait for Crow Hand.
1: I remember being—I don't even remember how old—but I was just like, I want one of these vigors in my room. Like, I just want one of those bottles and be like, "Yep, uh, it's from Bioshock Infinite, the cool game with the powers." I have one.
0: What? Yeah, I'll take a picture and send it to you. It's the—I can't remember what it's called. It's like the green, like lady fainting. Um, Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. Yeah, my friend gave it to me um, for, my friend who I played these games with, he gave it to me for my birthday one year. Um, That is so fantastic. He has, like, the octopus one, and I think that's what I
1: want. That's what I want.
0: Yeah, he has the octopus one and the raging bull one, I think. Mm. And then he gave the lady one to me. Um, And I, yeah, it's, like, one of the few, like, video game, like, collectible things I have. Um, Do we have any closing thoughts on
4: Bioshock 1?
3: Hmm, closing thoughts. Let me let me check. I think Yeah, it's 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 not a bad
1: game. I think it's doing a lot of really cool things. Um But it feels like it was it was focused on the wrong things to kind of appeal to the gamer brain at that time.
0: Yeah, I was gonna um, say I would also argue that it's not a good game. Mmm.
1: Mm. Yeah. But there's stuff in there with the word that makes me really excited and it's like stuff a, that they
0: Yeah, it's like a fun game. Yes. And I like it. And it has, like, kind of the same energy as, like, vampire for my brain, where I'm Mm. like, there are parts of this that are deeply flawed narratively and mechanically, but it still has, like, really interesting, ambitious, weird shit going on, and I like that.
1: Yeah. Because that's what I want to see. I I want things to try new things, and I want weird stuff to, like, I don't know, if it doesn't work, then I want to see why it doesn't work. But I, I just don't like when things are too safe. feel like this yeah
0: i also do think that like my taste on this game personally has been soured by like the reception to it and like its legacy more than like what's actually in it because Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people's fandom of this game is like extremely insufferable Uh, (laughs) yes because a lot of people still think this is like peak game art and like
3: oh yeah
0: art game art i mean it's art in the sense that, like, everything is art, but, like...
1: But this is the one that people are using for their arguments?
0: Yeah, or, like, like, people, like, talk about... Like, when people talk about, like, triumphs in video game narrative, like, this game comes up, and it's like... No, hmm. that's not
4: true anymore. Hmm. Like, yeah. maybe maybe at the time, maybe, but certainly not now.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot more games that exist right now that you could use for that argument and that would work so much so much better also i feel
0: like this game kind of contributed to the culture of like games are art and like (laughs) games should be cinematic and
1: (laughs) oh like
0: it very much has that energy
1: i see that i just i I don't i don't like all the cinematic stuff
0: no, it's bullshit. Want... it's stupid. Video games are video games they're not movies. They don't have to be movies
1: yeah i I feel like it's all just like, okay, we have to be more sophisticated, so that means we have to be uh cinematic so people take us seriously It's like no, you're a different medium, like yeah, do your also own it's weird... like
0: I feel like the thing with Bioshock that like tickles my fancy so much is that like it's so self serious about its bullshit, and like that's very funny to me <laughs> yeah. but like people like. Like, that's, like, what people think, like, serious grown-up games are. And it's, like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, Bioshock is a stupid game.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The whole like, it... when you, like, say the story out loud, it's, like, that is very dumb.
1: I, yeah, trying to explain this to anyone is is hard. Especially, um... like,
0: God, just the part where they just throw in the <laughs> random biologist. And then they just murder her and she writes a code on the window in fucking gas debris. Yeah.
1: I, I, I they they were going with a, a bunch of different like plots in this one. And some of them go hard. Some of them go hard. Even like some of the smaller ones. But the overarching narrative, uh I don't know. I don't know what it, it thinks it's trying to say, but it it's not really saying it.
0: It's it's really not saying much of anything. Other than I guess like Dude's being greedy,
1: bad. Dude's being greedy, bad. But like, we talked about this earlier. But there's so many other things that are bad in this world that it doesn't say is bad. Like it's just like a thing that we're supposed to accept.
0: Yeah, like we're just supposed to be cool with the eugenics, um, (sighs) and like
1: creating an underwater class system.
0: Yeah, and like (laughs) turning a bunch of people into mutated drug addicts Uh with no free will. Um doing, Yeah, that's all fine. doing the big daddy shit. Uh cuz as we're going to find out in uh BioShock 2 that shit is pretty gnarly. Mm.
4: Um Yeah, it's just uh it, it
0: is a little. It has about as much fang as the subject matter that it is pulling from. Mm. Which is to say fuck Ayn Rand. Um <laughs> Tell her.
3: shit. Ayn Rand, if you're listening, turn it off. We don't want you on this we one. We don't.
4: I don't. Is she still alive?
3: I don't know. From the I grave?
4: I
1: not. <laughs> Woman did not, a lot yeah.
0: of bad things. Ever read The Fountainhead? That shit sucks.
1: <laughs> no, what's that about?
0: Like, a sociopathic architect.
3: Hmm. A couple but- of those in Bioshock.
4: Yeah about that wow interest interesting
3: <laughs> yeah
4: natalie flora's voice interesting
1: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm excited to see uh how the other ones are gonna hold up like two really i'm gonna be fascinated by how they explain big daddies more because mm-hmm. yeah i mean those guys are some of the coolest dudes from the first one like.
0: also like they bring in the big sisters and like i'm such a fucking mark for the like f- like f- fast and slender femme fatale bullshit so like mm-hmm. i'm so sold on the big sisters um also the i'm i might have to nerd out on you a little bit with the uh, arg that led up to it because it's very strange
1: oh yeah um, please please let me know
0: yeah, I'll 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 do redo my research and I'll I'll let you I'll tell you all of the weird lore that gets added
2: Ooh. through
0: that. Uh, before it it is the lead into Bioshock Two. Um, it's very strange. Um, but yeah, a lot of people that I know now definitely think that like Bioshock Two slash Minerva's Den is the best of the three.
1: Oh, Bioshock Two as well. Mhm. Not just one. Min- all I right. know
0: some. I know some outright Bioshock Two defenders.
1: Um, oh my gosh! I've like all my friends just played the first one or played Infinite. I didn't hear much discourse about uh, the second one.
0: Yeah, most of the people I know who really like it also are like, yeah, nobody talked about Two, but Two is actually the best one.
1: Ooh, okay, let's go. I'm gonna get my drill on my arm. Yeah, oh my you get gosh, a bit gun,
0: so you just shoot fucking nails at people. What? Yeah.
3: Okay. We win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love
4: wins in Rapture.
3: <laughs> Love wins in Rapture.
1: For real. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to
3: say about the first one. No, I think I... I think I said everything.
0: I will say, if nothing else, they had a very strong sense for aesthetics and, like, getting the vibe correct.
1: Yeah. A lot of people try to bite that too, I think. Um, but uh yeah, this is this is the epitome of it. I think this is the best version of it in a game. I've yeah. Seen.
0: Like I think I think part of the reason why this game is so like well remembered and iconic is because Rapture very much is like a place. Mhm. And like a very iconic memorable place. Yeah. Even falling apart, mm-hmm. like That kind of makes it better, actually, because I feel like you can imagine, like, what it used to look like, and that's, like, a cool fantasy.
1: That is a lot of the fun I had in it, like, just walking around looking at the ads and stuff and being like, oh, I wonder, like, how people operated around this bar and stuff, when it wasn't, like, covered in, like, trip mines and wires and blood (laughs) and oil.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, like, that's part of the fun of um, Burial at Sea
4: is, like, you get to see it before
0: Yes, yes, and it's pretty, it's really pretty,
3: is it, oh my gosh
0: it's very much that like I think it's art deco, that like fifties like kind of old Hollywood vibe um uh-huh. and it's just like really warm lights everywhere um it's really i like I like very see a lot for that,
3: oh yes, this will be a good one
4: i'm fucking excited it's gonna be good (laughs) this podcast is gonna continue to slap
3: yes
4: (laughs) yeah i think i don't think i
0: have anything else on bioshock i think i think i got it all out of my system
1: i was good i was sitting i was playing through this and i was like i need to talk about this right now
0: (laughs) actually you know what else one more thing i like the detail of the sea creatures around the city Um, Mm. like, when you look at some windows, there's, like, little starfish and stuff, and I think that's fun.
1: Yeah. In the first, going down, there's, like, a Yeah, with the fucking squid? Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, Very good.
3: Yeah, the, it's, it's a, it could have been pretty. Or maybe we, I'll see how pretty it is in, in 2.
4: Who knows? (laughs) I don't
0: remember if, I actually don't remember if 2 is before or after the first one.
1: Oh, God. If it's after, I don't know. That place is horrible. I
0: think it's after. I think it's like w- several years later.
1: Oh, God. Okay.
0: Funke, <laughs> okay, where can people find you and your work?
1: Um, you can check out my stuff at Funke Fly. Um, um, yeah, that's where I, I tweet and stuff on the Twitter. I'm trying to think of... I don't have a muck rack. I think someone stole mine. Oh, um, but yeah, someone else in Australia has mine, so I had to make another one. Um, That's but I'm a- fucked up. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, but I'm a freelance writer. You can find my stuff, uh, at IGN, Gamespot. Uh, I think I have a cool Jet Set Radio piece coming up soon that I want people to read because that is such a cool game, one of my favorites. Um, oh, also stream sometimes throughout the week, which is fun. I've been playing those itch games, which is uh which is a blast.
0: It's um, I I have only watched a little bit, but it's very fun. Uh, like <laughs> I said, the kicking the spider video, very good.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'll be kicking some more spiders later.
0: Good. Spider spider kicking champ.
1: <laughs> Where can people find you?
0: Uh god, I have a new handle now. Uh so you can find me at uh gn 8 rs on Twitter. Uh and this podcast is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on Twitter at Uppercut Crit and on Instagram at uppercut underscore crit and on uppercutcrit.com. And if you're feeling extra frisky and wanna support us financially, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash uppercut crit and throwing however many dollars you choose to at us. Um and Throw that money! Throw, throw the that money! money Um but, and this podcast is actually being made because we hit a goal for it. So, hooray. Yes. Uh, but yeah, and if you support us at $7 or higher, you can have your name read at the end of our all of our lovely products, like these fine people. Uh, so thank you to Dale. It's just Dale. I love it. I'm going to bring it up every time. It's just Dale. A, shout out to Dale. Mr. Uh, Worldwide. <laughs> And then uh Chris Egerton, uh Jesse Vitelli, Eric Sapp, JV Gualtney, GameCrash.co.uk, UK, dip Seven 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 Seven, Tyler McCall, Optional Objectives, Michael Diaz Suarez, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eric Jin, Eli Berg Moss, Adrian Arock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Sean Martin, Jesse Peterson, Nume Osman Alameen, Jared Shu, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Quentin Hoffman, Abnormal Mapping, and Mikey Phillips.
1: That was so nice to hear all those people. I know some of those people. It warmed so my heart.
0: It. Every time I read our things, I'm like, damn, this is really cool. People are really nice. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, thank y'all. That y'all rule and make doing what we do more possible. So fuck yeah. Um. And yeah, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, we will see you next time
4: for Bioshock Two.
3: Yes under the
1: water Ooh. keep your ears peeled
4: so somewhere beyond the sea Ooh. god
1: <laughs> bye gamers bye it's
4: far, it's far
3: beyond the stone. the it's, it's near it's near beyond
2: me beyond the-